Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail, along with Charlie Long in studio. We're driving the train till 8 o'clock tonight on our Oakwood Hard Jewelers talking text line from Go247, Glenn West, who covers the LSU Fighting Tigers. Glenn, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. How are you? Uh, good. Glenn, I'm going to ask you something sort of out of the uh, what we were going to talk about. But uh, Foster Morrow uh, comes visit the Saints over the weekend. Uh, what I would call a big man tight end. They used him a lot as a run blocker at LSU the, the last year. He caught a few more passes than what he had uh, certainly in the first three there. But uh, really good special teams player, run blocker, a big man receiver downfield. Uh, I know he's been courted by the Bengals, Joe Burrow, uh, and has that relationship with him in that one year in, in 2018. Uh, your thoughts on, on Foster Morrow uh, with the Saints? Because now Dalton Schultz, and it was just announced, uh, he has signed a one-year deal, $9 million with the Houston Texans. Everybody's cashing in on one year's on a one-year deal. Your thoughts on Foster Morrow? Is a guy who went to Jesuit High School, LSU, sure. and then he goes to the Raiders, but with the possibility of him returning back to Louisiana. Yeah, I'm all for it. I'm actually. It's funny you mentioned Foster. I actually grew up playing basketball with Foster. As a is that kid. right? Okay. Uh, yeah, we did a little travel team ball together. Is that when I was in uh, high school? So. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm how was he as a basketball player? Oh, he was big. I mean, I, I had to guard him in practice. He was a big kid even then, and so uh, I'm I'm no slouch myself in that area. But he was definitely strong and big. So, uh, but no, it was great. I mean, I it, look Foster uh, certainly has carved out a role for himself as an NFL player. Certainly as a blocker, uh, as a goal line thread. I think he's a guy that Derek Carr has a lot of trust in uh, from his days at Oakland. So. Uh, I think it makes a ton of sense. It makes a ton of sense uh, for the Bengals, too, though, with, with Joe Burrow and the year that they had together. Um, so, yeah, I'm all for it. But, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, definitely a full-circle moment if they're able to bring him back to New Orleans. That's for sure. I, I didn't realize that about the travel basketball. So, yeah, hey, every yeah. once in a while I come up with a good one. But it sometimes uh, it's not the case, too. Uh Man, Glenn, yesterday uh, you had the weekend where, man, Friday was just an unbelievable pitching performance again by, by Paul 
and you, you did have a little bit of help with the weather. Anything hit up in the air, man, that, that that's not going out of the park. That That's circling in the park. And then Saturday was a sort of a strange game where A&M, you, you left some people on base. You had the bases loaded, no runs, two men on, no runs. And then all of a sudden you explode uh, in the middle of that game and you get a W. And then yesterday, man, you get a lead you're in the eighth inning and then it falls apart. And then, you know, you feel sort of bad about it. And then you look, Tennessee swept, Ole Miss swept, Mississippi State swept. Uh, And so, man, two out of three on the road against the 17th ranked team in the country, uh, that's pretty doggone good. Yeah, you'll you'll take it every time because, I mean, LSU is also the only team in the SEC to go and win on the road this weekend as well. So you just know how tough it is in those SEC environments. And for them to get two out of three uh, in A&M was a big accomplishment. Uh, I think probably one of the biggest takeaways for me, uh, you kind of mentioned it there, the the, the free passes that they were given, uh, walks and hit-by-pitches and errors that were forced, um, that's stuff that translates no matter where you are, whether you're at home or on the road. Uh, And it starts with the approach. And we we were talking with Jay Johnson today. He was very impressed by uh, LSU's ability uh, to force some of those walks, to get a lot of guys on base. And his whole point was, yeah, we might leave some guys on base, but we're also getting a ton of guys on base, and we're uh, converting at a pretty high rate. So uh, very impressive offensive performance. I thought you got, um, obviously, a really stellar uh, performance out of Paul Skeens. I'm surprised he hasn't been, uh, wasn't the SEC pitcher of the week, but um, you know he, he was absolutely fantastic, and he had some slippage, particularly in the bullpen on Sunday. Uh, certainly something they're going to have to look at and how they kind of spread these guys out. But uh, they've also kind of been in a situation here where they haven't had to use guys multiple times a weekend because they've been so dominant and run-ruling a lot of these teams, only getting to the seventh inning. So uh, it's, it's, it's going to be, uh, I think, a little bit of a feeling-out process for how they split up some of those pitchers in the weekend. But overall, a really positive performance from those guys. You're talking a little bit about the offensive performance as well, Glenn, and I wanted to get your thoughts on Tommy White, a guy that LSU fans, once he transferred from NC State, he had all the gaudy home run numbers, like all these had a historic freshman season with NC State, but he comes over here and the home runs not haven't necessarily been the best part of his game. He's been hitting so well with runners in position. He's been like his handle of the bat has been the thing that's most impressed me personally. I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on him early on this season. Yeah, Glenn, it's almost textbook. If you were going to teach somebody how to swing a bat. He's a professional hitter. He's not necessarily an all-or-nothing home run guy. But he came in with that reputation of being all-or-nothing at all, and yet he's been a lot more than that. Yeah, I mean, you guys hit the nail on the head there. I think... You know, it was probably a little bit of a struggle for him. He, you know, he separated his shoulder on the very first uh, game of the season, and he missed a couple games. He was batting under 200 for a couple weeks, but really the last three weeks of the season, he's been going nuts. I mean, he's been uh, batting close to 500. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right. I think probably the most underrated part of his game um, has been his ability to swing with runners in scoring position, with guys on base. Uh, advanced runners bring in runs. I believe he's around 33 or 34 RBI 34, already, yeah. and he's only had about five or six home runs. So, um, you know, you're not you, you're you're not getting a ton of that 
production from just home runs. He's been able to really drive it into the gaps and do a really nice job in two strike, uh, you know, two strike counts. He kind of widens his stance a little bit and just rotates his hips and is able to put balls in play. And he's just done a really, really nice job the last couple of weeks. And man, when you've got to face him after facing Dylan Cruz, um, that's that's a really really difficult assignment for any pitcher in the conference. And one of the great stretches they had this last weekend was uh, a little two out magic between those two. And Cruz had a double, and uh, Tommy White drove him in with a single uh, on the very next pitch. And so uh, those guys have been really really impressive. Certainly like what Tommy White's done at third base as well, has improved as a defender and. Uh, he's going to be a guy that's definitely in the All-SEC, All-American conversation again. Glenn, last week we had on Kim Mulkey, and we've been fortunate to have her on almost every week of the season. And she's like, guys, I just got to tell you, I just want my first goal, one more win than I got last year with this team. <laughs> and so, okay, uh, you've reached that first goal uh, about it. But what a dominating performance by Angel Reese yesterday. I mean, my goodness, uh, 25 points, 24 rebounds, uh, three steals, six block shots. Uh, and that one block when Michigan tr- was trying to make a little bit of a move, as a guy who knows a little bit about basketball, that was almost to me like watching when I was younger uh, a Wilt Chamberlain or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar just knock a shot down and say, okay, if you get close, the same thing's going to happen to you. Yeah, I mean, look, coming into the uh, the tournament here, you could probably make the argument that they had struggled uh, kind of in the SEC and kind of closing out the conference play. They probably weren't playing their best ball. I would say these last two games against Hawaii and against Michigan, they've played some of their best ball, and I think a lot of it's had to do with their defense. And uh, she's, she's Angel Reese has been absolutely the catalyst of those two performances. Uh, you mentioned the stats there, but uh, oh my gosh, like. <laughs> The, the, the uh, Oregon had, you know, kind of, or, or sorry, Michigan coming into that game uh, was was kind of known for their size and known for uh, being able to push teams around. LSU was having none of that on, uh, you know, last night, and they just did a a really nice job of getting to them early. Obviously, Angel Reese with her near double double by like two minutes into the second quarter. I mean, she was just, uh, you know, a woman possessed last night. Did really well. Uh, I thought probably the biggest stretch of the game that kind of turned the tides for LSU it was tight in the in the you know late first quarter, early second quarter, uh, and Jasmine Carson comes in and hits three threes yeah. for you, and it turns like a six or seven point lead into like an eighteen point lead, and they're off and running from there. So uh, that was really cool to see some of those complimentary players uh, really support Angel Reese in that game because they're going to certainly need them. Uh, coming up here in the week six in the Sweet Sixteen, Glenn. Uh, I don't know if this is surprising to you, but uh, uh, Ole Miss to beat Stanford, uh, and then you know one team that has gotten the ring with South Carolina, no intimidation, no fear, and they brought them to overtime has been Ole Miss. And so, man, you know, and I I remember watching bits and pieces of that game against South Carolina when they took them to overtime. And then yesterday, you know, to watch what they did to a really good Stanford team, man, Ole Miss is getting hot and hot at the right time. Yeah, look, and that, that's, you know, I think probably coming in, uh, you know, I've been talking to it a, a bunch with people who follow LSU closely and that women's team closely. 
um, there was kind of an uh, overwhelming feeling that maybe the SEC was a bit light uh, in terms of teams that they thought could advance deep into the tournament. And, <laughs> Uh, they're they're having none of that this year. Obviously, with South Carolina and uh, LSU, but uh, you know, Ole Miss pulling off a couple upsets. It's just, um, you know, I, I think it's a lot deeper league. And when you kind of get into the SEC and you kind of dive into the numbers of really all the sports, I think kind of a consistent theme uh, has been these teams just like to beat up on each other during the regular season. So you don't really know. Uh, what you got until you get into postseason play against other conferences and other really stout teams. And um, certainly that's been the case in sports like football and men's basketball and baseball, but uh, also in, in women's basketball too, you're seeing a lot of these teams uh, get hot at the right time. And it's uh, been really good for the conference. Glenn, right now, Tennessee is blowing the doors off of Toledo 27 to 11. So that that's another thing. We didn't talk about them, but that's another team. That's about to make a Sweet 16 appearance. <laughs> that will make a Sweet 16 run for it. Charlie, you have a question for Glenn? Yeah, Glenn. So I wanted to actually get a quick preview from you about Arkansas this upcoming weekend for LSU baseball, going back to the Diamond. Arkansas is just coming off a sweep of Auburn. They haven't played a true road game yet. I thought that was kind of interesting. They're eighteen and two. Yeah. They're sixteen and one at home, but they haven't played on the road just yet. Coming to Alex Box Stadium as a number five team, I wanted to get your kind of thoughts on that matchup this upcoming weekend. Paul Skeen, starting on Friday, has been the guy that has really got the Tigers off to good starts this weekend. And the reason that he didn't win the pitcher of the week is because I went and looked at, into it a little bit. Florida's ace pitcher Brandon Spout had a ridiculous complete game shutout where he only allowed like two hits. So, I mean, there's going to be times where Just even like with the teams, for Florida. Exactly. Jack Caglione, that, yeah. one, that one weekend where he had to split it with Dylan Cruz of the SEC Co-Player of the Week. But every there's going to be times where – you'll see Skeens throw a ridiculous performance. And then there's just some other guy in the SEC that does the same thing, if not better. But I wanted to get your thoughts on the Arkansas weekend series and then Paul Skeens starting it off on Friday night. Glenn, to, to piggyback what uh, Charlie was talking about, we've had Jay on uh, virtually every week. And, you know, he's a continuous theme of one team that he talks about a lot, more than any other, Arkansas. Yeah. Team, recruiting, facilities – how they manage uh, the Razorbacks baseball team. He has talked much, much more about Arkansas than he had about Tennessee. Even a year ago, he really went on and on about Arkansas. And it's interesting that, you know, you hear it, that he continuously brings that up in conversation about the Razorbacks uh, baseball program. Well, yeah, I mean, Dave Van Horn's been doing it for a really long time down there. I mean, he's been, you know, at Arkansas since 2003, um, and he's built a really great legacy there. They've made a number of uh, appearances in Omaha, and I think he's one of the more active winning coaches that's out there right now in college baseball. And so, you know, if you're Jay Johnson and you're new to the SEC, you want to look at a guy that's been doing it for 15, 20 years, and there's not – uh, another coach that's been doing it longer than, than Van Horn. He's been really excellent there. I think with this Arkansas team, they're just a really complete team once again. I mean, they've got multiple guys hitting well over 340. Uh, they've got pitchers, and they're, all their starters are kind of in that 2-5, 2-3, 1.7 ERA kind of range. I mean, they just got a lot of really good, talented players. And so, um, you know, it's it's going to be different for them. You, I think you mentioned that this is their first true road environment. Yeah. There's Certainly not a, a much better uh, uh, test for them coming in than that, than Alice Fox and uh, facing a number one LSU team. You know they got a lot of late games this weekend. I think Friday's game is going to be at like seven o'clock, so you know that they're 
the stands are going to be packed at Alex Fox. So uh, it's, it's going to be a really fun matchup. I mean, this one in, in Tennessee uh, are, are the two that I had circled, you know, at the very start of the season. And it just so happens that they're, you know, back to back. And so I, I think you can expect a lot of ruckus crowds in, in Baton Rouge this weekend. And um, you know, it's going to be a really fun matchup. I, I'm really excited to see it. Yeah, those 7 o'clock nights, Glenn, uh, give you a little bit more time to put that antifreeze in the system, you know what I mean? For sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for baseball, it's a lot easier to write on baseball recaps because there's so much time in between. Pitches. That's right. You get, really, you get to really think about your stories and everything. So it's uh, I love covering baseball. It's been a, a, a great treat covering these first couple of years of of Jay Johnson, he seems to be. You know, I've had a number. He's the of right fit, absolutely, Glenn. Yeah, he's the right fit for this job. Absolutely. I mean, some uh, I've had a couple people tell me they've given me the the Kirby Smart comparison for football. He's just got that kind of uh, approach and, and and feel and recruiting and and being able to develop teams that can compete right away. And I just think it's a really good fit. And they've obviously off to a tremendous start this season. I would expect that they uh, continue a lot of their momentum moving forward. Entering the season, Glenn, I'm kind of with you. I was looking at those first three weekend series versus Texas A&M on the road and then coming back home for Arkansas and Tennessee. Those kind of seemed like the highlight matchups for LSU, and it seemed like they were going to get really tested early on in the season. But then you see after opening weekend, and the only team that went 3-0 and out of those four teams was Arkansas. In fact, Tennessee went 0-3. They got swept by Missouri. It was kind of a surprising result. But I wanted to get your thoughts on how – what kind of record you want to see from LSU after those first three weekends of SEC play and, and how you think that they'll do? Yeah, I think certainly now that you've kind of uh, opened things up on the road, I think you want to definitely defend uh, your home field. Uh, you, you definitely want to win these next two series, whether it's taking two two out of three or three out of three. Uh, I think if you can get out of here, you know, they're two and one right now, so let's do the math. Four and two, six and three. If you're six and three after these uh next couple weekends with Tennessee coming to town next week, I think you're sitting in really good position here. And, you know, you've got some really tough ones coming up. South Carolina's off to a really nice start. Uh, Certainly Ole Miss is is a team that you can never really count out either. So, um, you know, they got a really tough SEC schedule this year. And uh, if you're able to defend your home field, win a couple series on the road, uh, you're looking at a 20 win, 20 plus win type of uh, conference record, and that's gonna that's gonna make that's gonna make you a host, I think, later in come postseason time. Just keep taking two or three. That's Just it. Just keep taking two or three. Yep. that'll work that's for cool. me. Glenn, thanks yep. so much for joining us this afternoon. Listen, how many times can you count? We do a show in March, and we didn't talk about LSU spring practice in football. You know, and that's pretty good because, you know, LSU's baseball team, the women's basketball team. Listen, there's not many times you can say that. And Gus's show, I think, kind of the blueprint of what Scott Woodward had in his mind to start when he came here has has taken shape. Yeah, I agree completely. I mean, you look at not only just baseball and women's basketball, but certainly the gymnastics uh, team. going right now and softball is, is a top 10 15 team in the country i mean there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of success going around lsu right now in the spring sports and certainly that's uh, that's that's good to see uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun glenn thanks so much for joining us we appreciate it bud all right guys thank you appreciate thanks, glenn. it glenn thanks so much glenn west senior writer at go247.com we'll be back with more sports talk here on the big h70 right after this break This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.